0: Hey guys, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's The Coach. You are live on the hot seat with The Coach. If you're hearing my voice, then it must be Sunday night. It must be Sunday night. Typically, I'm right after the ladies from 12 to Dark. You are on the hot seat with The Coach. It's Sunday night. We're going to talk to our special guest today. Our special guest is going to be the one and only Marcus Ricks local kid from Chesterfield has a story to tell. College guy. Athlete. Social media extraordinaire. He has a lot to tell. He's a good family. You'll hear him next. back. You are live on the hot seat with the coach. I am your coach, Coach Mears, and we are live with the one and only Marcus Ricks. Marcus, what's up? What's up? What's up, coach? How's how's it going? going? I'm alright, man. I can't complain. Welcome to the den. Welcome to the den. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming up. I know you're taking time out of your spring break. Yes, sir. You're a college guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Uh... How's well,
1: college? Sorry. It's, right. uh, it's my first year at NSU. Okay. North State. Um, started at Randolph-Macon. Um, started playing football there my freshman year, obviously. Coming out of 16, uh, class, high school, graduating in Manchester. Um, just just made a switch over to NSU just because of uh, some situations that came up. But um, glad I'm glad I'm here. It. Yeah, I'm glad I'm here. So it's We're going pretty smooth it. so far.
0: So – Tell the world, who is Marcus Ricks?
1: Marcus Ricks, wow. Um, I guess just to start off, uh, I love playing football, love playing sports all my life. Growing up in the YMCA or whatever, um, playing basketball, football, soccer. Stuck with football, like throughout my, or football and basketball throughout my years coming up in uh, elementary, middle, high school. Um, Started out playing at Spring Run at the Association of CQL, um, which is really cool there. Played up there till like my senior years, um, the senior level. Then I switched over to Am Davis and I played for uh, Coach Tony Whittingham, Coach uh, Giles. Um, that was really cool too for my two years. I learned a lot under them. Um, and then moving on after that to high school, played for Manchester. Played for mm-hmm. you with it for the year, mm-hmm. um, my freshman year, JV. Um, and then sophomore year, the senior year, moved up to uh, varsity mm-hmm. and played three years there.
0: Shout out to Coach Hall.
1: Yes, sir. State the, champion, yep. Manchester. <laughs> yep. Winter. Shout out to them. Um, and then after that, after the Manchester years, I went on play at Randolph-Macon for a couple of years from um, my freshman to sophomore year. Um, and
0: how was that experience? Talk about that for a little. Let's let's stick there for just half a second, and let's 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 talk about. The recruiting process, so coming up through Manchester, mm-hmm. through Coach Hall, yeah. Coach Chapel, Coach Anderson, mm-hmm. um, great guys over there. Yeah, of course. Um, how was your recruiting process coming out of high school? Your senior year?
1: I would say, um, well, even like before my senior year, like sophomore year, basically sophomore year. That's when I was starting to get a lot of mail and stuff, just from a lot of different schools. Um, coming to, like, the different camps and stuff like that. And then, like, junior year is probably when, like, a lot of coaches were interested, actually started sitting down and talking to me and stuff like that Um, and kind of just showing their interest of who they want me as, as a player, Um, kind of just showing, like, who they want, um, exactly what they want out of you, just kind of picking and knowing who you are as a person because that's really what the recruiting process is. And then, obviously, you have Coach Hall helping you because um, he's bringing all those coaches in on a daily basis. Um, he'll bring them in his, uh, his classroom, and he'll sit down talk to them for about five, ten minutes. And like I said, they'll pick at your brain, trying to get to know you as a player, see how much you love football, because that's basically what it is. Like, all the recruiting processes, they try to see who you are as a player or who you are as a person, and then, like, they already know who you kind of are as a player because they watch your film, they'll come to your games. But, like, they really want to know how much you love football, how much – how dedicated you are to the sport, if you'll be committed, because those four years of high or college, it's it's no joke, and it, it's, it's 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 no joke. It goes really fast, and they want to see if you're gonna be dedicated for those four years. If they want to take a chance on you, so um, I was fortunate enough to play at least at the D three level, um, and I got an opportunity at Randolph making. So it was pretty cool. Um, Coach Ruza, he was really cool. Coach Ruza yeah, he's funny. Um, he's he's just got a ball of energy. Like he'll come at you. As far as, like, a play, like, he'll always test you as a man. Like, he'll give you a challenge. He'll see where you are in life, and he'll try to challenge you. Like, he's he's going to pick at your brain a lot too just to see how motivated you are, how committed you are to the program, to your, to your lifestyle, to football, everything. And then, like, he's just going to test you. Like, he's always that kind of coach where he'll push you to see, even if you make a play, if I get a pick in a game and I crib it all the way to the end zone, like, he's going to say, okay – you missed this. You missed his play on the uh, two two quarters ago, right. and it's like, okay, like what can you do better? Right. So he's that type of coach, and that's what I love out of him. That's why I went to play at Randolph-Macon because just because of him, um, the environment there, which was pretty cool. So yeah. Now, interesting enough, he's
0: not there. You're still you're,
1: you're at MSU, mm-hmm. Are You still pursuing football? Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking to get into a couple of schools now. Um, just cause of, like the money situation that Randolph making, it's a great school, but just for me and my family, you just couldn't afford it all the way through the four years, which was fine. Um, and Coach Urusa understood it and everything like that. He helped me as much as he could. But um, for right now, I got a couple of schools that I'm talking to right now. Um, I like Bluefield uh, College. They said they were like a lot of different uh, schools and stuff like that. Um, the apprentice school up in Newport News. Um, I'm talking to them as well. Yes, sir. Um, so I actually got a visit up there in a couple weeks, so that would be pretty cool. Looking, Porter. yes, sir. Yeah, Coach Porter. Yeah, Coach Davis. Um, all those guys, I got in contact with them. So um, still trying to look and play football somewhere, cause it's just cause I love the game and I wanted to finish out those two more years I have left. So might as well do it for a couple more years. So. Day-to-day, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess if you want to start from Monday, Monday you always get a day off. For most schools, you get a day off. That's like, yeah, you're one day off, like no lifts. Uh, You get meetings, obviously you meet every day, but no lifts, no uh, practice or anything like that. Um, This is in-season talk. So Monday you get that day off. Tuesday you're back at it. Um, You usually go full speed Tuesdays, Wednesdays. And then Thursdays, you'll kind of tone it down a little bit, um, kind of maybe either go like shell tops, no full pads or anything like that. Um, and then Friday, that's when you have your walkthrough because Saturday, obviously, is the next, is the game day. So you'll kind of tone it down a little bit. You'll have your walkthrough. Um, you'll either do the walkthrough. If you're at home, obviously you'll do it on the field. You go away somewhere. You're going and doing it at like a high school somewhere or another college nearby. Um, Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually, it was it was kind of like, yeah, it was wherever really we had the most space. um I remember one time we went to Guilford and we stopped in, uh, in Winston Salem to do our walk through at Wake Forest, which is pretty cool. They opened up the field to us, so we did our walk through for like an hour there, two hours. um That was pretty cool. But like, um I can't remember like what was the smallest we did it in, but we usually had like a field to do it on, so that was pretty cool and that was pretty fortunate. Um, of what we did. Then Saturday, obviously, is game day. You got to be ready for that. So
0: how how was it with when you're traveling? I know you know we, we talked to uh, Alan Mike, Pass. hmm Yeah. How it was with NC State. Um, I talked to Malcolm Bell. He talked about how it was with NC Central. Mm-hmm. How was it in Randolph Macon? How did they treat you guys? Where did
1: you guys stay? How did you guys eat? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, we. It wasn't, like, maybe, like, no five-star hotel or anything like that. But it was always, like, a great place to stay in, like, either like a Hampton Inn or, like, a Mary Not, like, a – yeah, a Mary. Marriott. It was always a good place to stay. Um, we always had, like, breakfast in the morning. We'll have though whenever we had, like, an away game, we'll come, like, a day earlier, like that Friday. We'll come in. They'll cater to us, like, the hotel. Um, they'll give us dinner and stuff like that. And then we'll always have, like, meals and stuff prepared for us. And then, actually, that Saturday of the game, like, after the games and stuff – we had like a whole line of like food after like on away games to take back with us cause we'd be hungry on the bus coming after. So we just, we have our little Walmart bags, stuff them in there, put all the snacks and stuff in there. And then they'll give us like Chick-fil-A sandwiches, um, just different stuff, switch it up. And it was, it was pretty cool. So like all the away game experiences was pretty cool. Um, and I was glad I got to travel with that. Cause a lot of people they really don't get to travel at least until like the second year, maybe even their third year. Scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is scary, I'm not gonna lie. Like, first year, I used to look at it every day, and my heart would drop every day. It's just like, well, every Friday, it's like, damn, I didn't make the bus, damn, I make the you bus. Made the bus. <laughs> and then, yeah, sophomore year, even the beginning of sophomore year, I didn't make the bus a couple of games until I actually started playing, like, that's the last half of the season. I'm just like, dang, I know I gotta make the bus. Is that first time you make it? Is like it's it's a relief. Like you got all that weight off your shoulders, and then, now you got a ball. Now you got a ball the Cause then they, yeah, exactly. So They're gonna put you on the bus, and you better come and play. Yeah. yeah.
0: So let's talk about how I, I know, like I said, I know your family. Mhm. Tell me how your family has influenced Marcus. Brooks. And tell me about your your faith
1: and things like. that. Yeah. So um, my dad, both of my parents grew up in North Carolina. Um, my dad was. Uh, from all his like friends talking around, just chopping it up with them. Uh, we would go down to North Carolina, just and I would sit there and listen to their stories and stuff. Um, but my dad was like a really good uh, football player back in high school. He played in Edenton, North Carolina, which is kind of like a smaller city. Um, but they, uh, they were the Edenton Aces or the Johnny Holmes Aces. And uh, they always had like really good games and stuff. He was like an all county, all region type player. Um he was only like five six playing like o line and d line, so it's like they always had like smaller school or smaller guys playing like at those type of right. positions and stuff like that. Right. but he from him just like seeing him work every day now, and I can just see like from his work ethic now that he puts in from like his job and everything like that, even like before like helping me get ready for football. Uh, coaching me like in rec league and stuff like that. You could just see the work he put in now, he obviously put that work in like before. So it was just like, I try to translate that into what I see now, like how I can use that for myself. Like, okay, if I see him bust his butt every day, helping me, helping me out, helping my brother out, helping my mom out, like just taking care of his family. Like I gotta go 110 times percent harder just because like, it's a standard. Yeah, I was about to say, like I, owe every, like, I owe everything back to my parents just because, like, at the end of the day, like, everybody can have both of their parents in their life. We all know that. But it's, like, I'm fortunate enough to be blessed and say, like, hey, both of my parents were there. They blessed me with a roof over my head, closed my back, all that stuff, and more. So it's, like, I got to give back as much as possible. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. But, yeah, and then as far as, like, faith and stuff, like, obviously we go to church every Sunday. Um
0: Talk about that a little bit
1: because I know you go to church. Yeah, yeah. I go, I mean, I, I've i been growing up in the church ever since I was little, so it's like.
0: So, a lot of your friends, though, and, and you know, like I know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We out there, you know what's out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, crazy. It's a crazy world.
0: Isn't it, or tell the tell your listeners how it was coming up growing up in the church, mm-hmm. having friends not in the church? Yeah. Yeah. When you get to
1: college, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: you know. It definitely. Is, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. So, I yeah. I'll definitely say like coming up going to church every Sunday like I'm I'm blessed I was able to be put in that type of situation because like like my faith or my belief in God and my faith with God is just like it's unimaginable. Like obviously you have your own belief and your own um just your own belief in God or whatever your uh, uh, beliefs are, faith or whatever. But it's just like with me, it's like, I know who my relationship is with God. And it's just like bringing, bring, being bring up with my parents and stuff like that. It's just like, I was always going to church every Sunday um, and then going to high school, going to church every Sunday. And then like you said, going to college and stuff, like sometimes you have to work those late nights. So you don't want to wake up and I would go to, so at NSU, this is in the fall semester, I was staying with my grandma. She uh, she helped me stay there. Uh, I stayed with her for that first semester, and we would go to church every Sunday. i will go to church every Sunday with her, so that was really cool. I'm I'm glad I got to go because like it was just it opened my eyes um, in many ways that I wouldn't see uh, life now. And it was just like even like with friends and stuff like that. Like at first, I don't know. It's maybe maybe it was just me, but like you might want to be shy when you're little or whatever you might be shy from saying like you believe in God and stuff like that just because like you think you you know what your friends are thinking or whatever they might uh diss on you or whatever anything like that but it's like now it's just like I'm not scared of who I am I'm not scared to show who I am like if I have if I have a relationship with God I want to show that to everybody just because I know how good he's been in my life like that's why I'm here today like I'm blessed why I'm here everything I've been up to through now is just like he's shown me a path and a way how to get here so it's just like I'm still trying to execute and live through him and walk his path as much as I can so and it's just like obviously there's gonna be things thrown at you like that was gonna test you in like in many ways and it says you got to keep your faith you got to be in your scripture every day you got to pray every day and you got to listen to him too at the same time it's like God's gonna you're gonna pray to God but you got to listen to what he's telling you at the same time. Like, he's going to have a plan for you. You just got to sit back and listen. And sometimes you just got to have that heart-to-heart with him. And whenever you're praying, it's like you just got to be humble. You got to humble yourself and listen. So. Yeah. Tell me
0: about it. I, I tell you, uh, I've had uh, quite a few
1: conversations with God. Yeah. But, uh, it, gets, it gets real. When you one one-on-one, it gets real. Yeah, when
0: you're one-on-one, especially when you're facing adversity. hmm And you know what the scripture says. Right? You say yeah. Scripture says. Mm-hmm. right and say, yeah yeah cool. sure
1: mhm mm-hmm. yeah say, definitely most
0: definitely I I yeah yeah no
1: nah, I'm, I'm cool right now I'm cool when
0: you're a parent the one thing you look for is when your kid calls mhm especially technology yeah Mm-hmm. He has his
1: own
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've been reverted to your Uber driver.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. You, you know, your, your, your cash app. Mm hmm.
0: You know, it's
1: crazy. All that stuff. That's all. Yeah. So the game. Now, it's funny
0: because I asked my kid the other
1: day, I said, hey man, I got some tickets to the game. You
0: want going to go. I mm-hmm. said, who was playing? Really? Yeah. That's really?
1: crazy. Yeah. never in my life how <laughs> to even explain that. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: So, but so when I tell him, I says, Well, the feeling that I get when I see your phone
1: pop up, your phone number pop up. It's crazy. It's just like. And I said, Imagine
0: God doing the same thing when you call on him. And he goes, Hey, yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm yeah. Like, so happy to hear from you. And then I said, Even if he's like, Oh, God, I'm talking to you again. Mm-hmm. I just talked to you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You know, like you said before, he'll talk back to you. Um, so I'm glad that you had a chance to explain that to our listeners. Mm-hmm. I to hear this interview. Um, so let's fast forward now into, okay, so we're at an issue. We're taking some classes. What's the plan for after graduation? Graduation, I know we said we want to maybe transfer to play some more football. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. So after all this is said and done, one of the things that I talked to you
1: Mm-hmm. You have a, what's, next? You know, what's next for Marcus Ricks after graduation. Yeah, so I'll, I'll graduation. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's number one on the list is like anything I start off with, I'm trying to finish that off. And as far as graduating the the plan after so what I'm studying now is mass communications with a focus of like general broadcasting. Um, but what I want to do with that is, like, just do sports broadcast anything around sports that I can kind of analyze stuff, broadcast, kind of just, like, get my opinion out. But even just being around teams and stuff like that, um, I would love to do something like that, find an internship maybe in the summer, um, hopefully this summer if I can because it's a lot of good opportunities down in Norfolk, um, like at a lot of different radio stations and stuff like that. So I'm definitely trying to find some stuff down there. Um, but as far as, like, after, that's basically what I'm trying to do, like, Obviously, everybody can be on ESPN or FS1 or whatever it is, but I mean, you can start your own platform and do whatever from there and then build off of that. And it's like, you might get a local job somewhere or anything like that, which is fine. But as long as you know what you love to do every day and what you're trying to fight to do, like that's... Yeah, exactly. So that's basically my plan. Then after the four years of the trade school with that apprentice school, I'll be 24, 25, hopefully I'll have a trade and I'll have an undergrad or i have a degree after that in mass communication. So it's like, the sky's the limit after that. I feel like I'll be 25, 24, I can do whatever, so. Travel. Yeah. See the world.
0: hmm
1: The world's so much bigger. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm definitely trying to go like, just everywhere. I'm trying to go, yeah.
0: Four hundred dollars will take you cross country, you know, six hundred dollars will take you overseas. That's crazy. It's not,
1: it's not cheap,
0: yeah. Yeah. If you don't know how, you know, talk to a travel agent. traveling and it was I you know, it was cruise, mm-hmm. and it was like, I had to pay $300. That's not bad. A couple months later, I
1: paid $300. I was, yeah. Later, I paid $300. Mm-hmm. And then, bang, I had my ticket, I had my, you know Yeah,
0: yeah, trading. yeah, that's all right. And it was like, man, I got to see some, you know, some of the other parts of the world. Right, right. It was like, that wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like people make it sound like, you know, you got to have all this money. No, it's about how you save your money and put your money up. Yep. And I'm not, nowhere near a saver So I had to go through somebody <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah You know, i married the perfect woman now Because she That's good She's on
1: that mm-hmm. Like, yo, give me this Yeah, that's that's what you need, too <laughs> <I> do <So> <laughs> Uh-huh <laughs> I'm the worst You know, that's not my
0: choice mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like to I tell people all the time Like, it's important To stay in your life Yeah, oh, you know yeah Yeah. You know? And then of course you need to hear, Wow, you can do it yourself. And it's like listen, <laughs> two hundred eighty five pounds, I'm not
1: <laughs> Yeah, done. yeah, no, nah, I feel I'm you. Up on the roof mm-hmm.
0: messing with I'm not doing it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm just I'm not. The guy. Right. So I will gladly pay somebody. Yep, that's me. the thing. It would be taken care of. It's good.
0: So um let's switch gears a little bit. cuz we talked about Marcus Rick, we talked about some things that you went through. Let's talk about some of the adversities. Like, cause there are some. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of those adversities, man. That, that has defined you. Let's talk about the times when you you had to have that one more with God, cause you couldn't have it with your dad, mm-hmm. you couldn't have it with your coach, and you know, it's stressful. Yeah. And you know how like you know mental health, in especially in the black community. Yeah, you know, that's how, a big thing. It's a big thing, and I tell people all the time to you know focus on your mental health mm-hmm. because there are real problems. Sometimes it can seem like the world's crashing down. Right. Sometimes it does, you know, when you know, people talk about when it rains it pours. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it is like that. You know, you get, you know, parking ticket and a flat tire the same day. <sighs> like, oh know, my <laughs>
1: gosh. You know, yeah. you know,
0: sometimes it happens. Mm-hmm. Like um, you know, but what what is tell me about those times that you've had that adversity, man, and I say adversity introduces a man to himself. So when did you grow up? When it, was it like, you know, can't call mom, dad, talk to god right I feel like he ain't listening right yeah
1: uh i'll probably say i mean a lot of adversity like not really going up like but just one on one like with myself as far as like the adversity trying to better myself and push myself to be a a better person each and every day i might I know it kind of sounds cliche but it's just like it really is a battle cuz like you said like the mental health part like, it's going to take its toll. Like, it's 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 a lot of people try to kind of downplay it or whatever, because, like, you see, like, the celebrities stuff, they have, like, their own mental health or whatever, stuff like that. But it's, like, it's really, a, like, a, a legit thing when you know you're battling something one-on-one. Some people might not understand it, but as far as, like, adversity with me, I would say, like, maybe coming in my freshman year of high school, definitely, because so I was coming up playing uh, at Manchester, or playing at uh, Davis and spring run, playing quarterback all my life um, through rec ball and stuff like that. And then when I got to Manchester, like that first couple of practices, I was trying to play quarterback. And that's what we had BA, we had Ty, um, Wes Mudo was there. Um, and then a couple other guys who was trying to come up too in my class. Um, so they definitely were trying to all battle for that number one spot. And I thought I was going to be like, I'm going to come in and start varsity off route. And obviously it didn't come like that. So I was just like, I got to find a way to get on the field. Like that's how I I was trying to battle with myself. Like who am I as a player now? Who am I as a person? Like I got to come to realization. So I slid over to running back, kind of didn't work out a little bit. Then I slid over to slot, which kind of helped me out a little bit because it was like, I was more versatile. I could play different positions now. I could be on defense. I could probably play corner, which I did in college now. And then it was like playing offense It's like, I still know like what to do on the offensive side of the ball. I can play receiver. I can play quarterback and go back in the wildcat, which you put me in freshman year. And it was just like, just the the different diversity as far as like the football aspect with adversity, um, that helped me out. And then that kind of translated over to like just life in general. Like obviously you're going through high school, like your first year, freshman year, you're going to go through all this other stuff as far as like, people judging you blah, blah blah, all that other stuff is like stuff that really doesn't matter in the, the day. But at that time, it's like it's such a big thing to you because it's like, OK, what are people going to think of me? Like how I dress, what shoes I'm wearing, all this other stuff that really doesn't matter. But it's just like you're going to battle with that in your head. And it's just like you just got to be yourself at the end of the day. You can't worry about This is what my dad always tells me, he says, worry about yourself. Like you can't worry about what anybody else is thinking about you, saying about you, because if you have your mind, First off, you have God above and you have him in mind. It's always going to be no problems at the end cuz you're just going to follow his path. But if you if you if you're focused on yourself at the end of the day, nothing can really take you off your grind if you're really focused on what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. So it's like with that with that being said, is like the football, any sport, I feel like helps you kind of translate that over to what's going on in real life, the adversity and stuff and then even going to college. That first year, freshman year at RMC, that journal was crazy, like kind of just kind of just kind of like making it a small story short or a long story short. But that first year of my freshman year was like a really hard transition just because the program was hard. Like when you come into RMC, Coach Ruza like he's going to push you, like I said. And it's like you gonna have your mentors and stuff like that who help you out, but they're going to push you. 20 times harder than you ever thought you were in high school because in high school you were the man or whatever you may have thought that but it's like you got to work 50 times harder in that weight room you got to come out you got to run harder when you're doing your cardio whatever you got to work harder on your all your workouts and stuff so it's like just kind of bringing that into perspective with the adversity and kind of just fighting those battles and stuff like that it really helps you and shapes you and molds you I think it helped me a lot so that really helped me as far as breaking through that adversity and stuff like that Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was no ifs, ands, and buts. Mm -hmm. Care was can you ball? And now it's it's so much because you know we're still coaching now, and you'll see some guys that. It's like. I mean, you're like, all right, let's go. Yeah. They gotta run sprints. We'll be running sprints. Mm Mhm.
1: And they gotta put on gloves. Yeah, (laughs) it's a it's a different generation now. It's totally different. Mm -hmm. Mhm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's like now it's like I don't know. Like it's it's obviously it's still my generation, but it's like now it's like what it dudes I now. really. A I don't know. Like
0: I, I think okay, I that
1: okay, that's fair. I'll take it then cause... because it,
0: it's straight up, Yeah I mean, for
1: real, if you're three years
0: removed from high school
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. to these kids. you're in Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Definitely. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because these kids, they're
0: looking like I heard. I heard one kid say. He wasn't being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I know this is all on air. Yeah. He wasn't being disrespectful, but he was like, yo, I'm better than Ray George. <laughs> and I'm sitting there saying, what? Like, shut up. Yeah. And, but, but no, he didn't say
1: it to be disrespectful. He yeah. was saying it as like, yo, I believe. That's I that, confidence. It's yeah. that confidence, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what
0: I'm saying? No, nowhere was he being disrespectful. Right, right. But me as a coach, I'm sitting there
1: looking at him like, yeah. <laughs> It's good he has that mindset, though, because it's like, that, yeah. You can't teach that. Exactly. You can't I was teach, just about say to say that. Yeah. So
0: he, he is a dog. Mm-hmm. He is. That's good. But he, he has to learn. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. And, 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 you know, and I never want to kill anybody's dream. Right, you know, right. You know what I'm saying? And tell them they can't be. You can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. And so if he feel like he, he can be that next great Dortch, that's what I told him. I said, well, be the next, you know. Yeah.
1: But don't say be, that, that, you, be that you. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, but he's, you know, and, and Mm-hmm.
0: will bring you in to talk to the kids that I coach. Oh, because, yeah. You know, you have something that I don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I have a resume. Yeah, okay, I played back in the day, blah, 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 whatever. Right. I don't have a mm-hmm. You know, you still have a huddle. Yeah. You know, they can you can pull up your phone and show them. And, you know, so <laughs> yeah, you know, that instant gratification. That, that I'm um, sorry. The instant, um, what's it called? What's the word I'm looking for? You have the, 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 the they respect you. Uh-huh. The Instantaneously Yeah. Right? It's tennis respect, because they can see it. You can just say, I was sweet. Yeah. Know, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I have to put up my newspaper clippings and go look at
1: me. Mm-hmm. You, know? like, you know? Yeah.
0: So it's, so it's like, it's tougher for me to sell. you mm-hmm. so, know. And I remember when you were coming up. You know, you and Tennyson and all that. <laughs> you know, it was like, I'm telling y'all how to do something. Y'all like, oh.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: cool stuff, you know? Definitely, I remember you know, that. You know, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's
0: like mm-hmm. is like, old, he can't do nothing. Right. And it's like and so it's it's it's, it's even worse now because now I'm all grey hair, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And now I'm really old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like you get out there and you, these kids are really looking at you mm-hmm. and I'm telling them you, run your slip Yeah, and yeah. You know, and I know I have one good route to me. Mm-hmm. You know? so I would use kids like you or the kid, coaches, young coaches coming up Right, right
1: <laughs> Why I don't know, it's like I understand everything you're saying. I, I want to know like why it's like that though. I mean, obviously you know why because it's just like it's just closer in age and they can probably relate and stuff. But it's just like I feel like I mean, obviously they're younger, so like they're not gonna get it until like they get older and it just comes with the maturity and stuff. But it's just like I like I don't even, like I don't regret it because obviously like I went through everything like for a reason. But it's just like I remember those days when you used to push me, like you used to tell me like like you want the ball, like you gonna have to do something to like show it. And then I remember it was like I did something and I would mess up. You'd be like, okay, you called for the ball and you didn't even show up. You for the ball, and it's just like, it, dang, like dang, I did. you did just give me the chance, and it's like I gotta show up now. So it's like, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like it's it's gonna take maybe that younger coach, but not even you don't got to be younger. It's Just like I don't know what it is, but. Well, it's
0: it's. I think I know what it is, and, and we talk about it a lot of times when we bring in special guests. Yeah. I've been a special guest. You know, my thing is to do speaking engagements and do camps. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. And so I'll be like, hey, man, you know, nose over toe so you
1: don't fall. And their coach has probably been saying that every practice. Yeah. Yeah. I said it. it just clicks differently or
0: something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, hmm. I'm saying, go hard, make sure you touch a lot. Right. Yeah. coaching philosophy. You know, man. Yeah. Yeah, hmm And then all of a sudden, you have instant credibility or something. Right, right. So now whatever you say is gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll leave the next day, and I'll have to reinforce what Marcus written.
1: Right, so right, right. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And you've been saying this since day one of practice, since spring training, all that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: let's, so let's talk about the successes that you've seen over the years with high school football. Eight hundred four, right? because I, this is how I feel, right? And I'm a little bit, um, I guess I'm a little bit biased, biased yeah. but I yeah, feel yeah. like you're, you're that team that you guys had, um, maybe the team before you, mm-hmm. your junior year, yeah yeah, 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 probably kind
1: of started that whole. The di- I don't know, say dynasty, but it wasn't really dynasty. dynasty. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, because Manchester's been, you know, you, you can say or. At
1: least the dominant. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a better word. Definitely a better word. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then as it grew it just got better. Yeah. I'm not saying that they got better, I think the coaches got better mm-hmm. those guys. Yeah. Guys
1: got, you know, they right. Um,
0: you know, ties back
1: with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I kept, so they were all freshmen when I was in my senior year and it was just like I kinda like I knew like like I can name all the guys like Austin, Trey, Brendan, uh Val, uh Majet. With, with, with hmm so. Yeah, so A Rob, like young A Rob, uh when he was a freshman, like he was playing defensive end, so he was like he was a lot smaller and everything and like they were obviously they were fresh just coming out of rec ball or whatever so it was like you could kind of see like the raw talent off rip like you could just kind of tell like who they were as players and stuff like that and even brendan like everybody knew the buzz about brendan like even you talked about it before in your other shows like he was raw like six seven years old people could see him throwing bombs down the field at rec ball and it was just like you can kind of just see the talent they were formulating and just all bringing it together. And I think with like seeing on their team now, the state championship team, they just won. It was like, they had that, that togetherness, that chemistry all together. Cause they had already been playing all together for those three, four years together. And it was just like, they knew what the goal was at hand. Like they knew what the task was. And it was like, we got like, to get there. Like we're going to have to get there. Like we gonna have to play together. No little stuff should come in between us. Stuff that really doesn't matter at the end of the day, no egos, or anything like that. Yeah.
0: They that ball
1: so exactly. It was like everybody was touching the rock every game, like at least a different person. It was
0: hard. It would be hard in an offense to
1: have it either. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the one thing I used to always say about the, the, the Lancer offense that said. Yeah, yeah, because he's going to spread the ball. He's spread the ball. He goes to the high end. Yeah, exactly,
1: end exactly. That, exactly.
0: You know, we're running the ball. You could be a 70 yards the that. Mm-hmm. Or it could be four
1: touchdown passes in the end. Right. It just depends. Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. on that staff for those
1: three years that I was there.
0: Right. Um, it was their preparation and they put putting players in the right position. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, I think now looking back on it, I think, you know, that time with you guys in Tennyson, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, you guys were just a good nucleus of players. Yeah. And it really was a pleasure to coach y'all because y'all, while y'all had y'all's times, hmm Y'all wasn't rowdy, yeah, yeah, y'all right, guys. yeah. <laughs> right, wasn't hmm So let's talk about today's athlete. And let's talk about this transport portal, right? Because you you're a process. Yeah,
1: guy. yeah. I was about to say on minute, kind of right you're now. Kind of right <laughs>
0: now. So let's talk about. Finally, now the athlete has a chance to have some say. So. Yeah. Right. I know it's years too late. Mm-hmm. Time, but do you think? It's it's something that gives the athlete at least a small win because there's a transfer portal now. Now he can put his
1: name. Yeah, I would definitely say if like the opportunity presents itself and you believe that's the best thing going forward in your future, I would say definitely like look into it. Cause I'm just gonna take like Jalen Hurts example. Starting quarterback at Bama, everybody knows, freshman year got to the ship, played against Clemson, and he played the probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play at Clemson and in probably in college football history, Deshaun Watson. And it's like he did it he did nothing wrong. Like he's a freshman at that stage, leading a true freshman at that stage, leading a, a good team against one of the greatest teams ever to play. And it's just like Obviously, he had better talent come in with Tua coming in and he pushed them out. Like, it's a battle in college football. Nobody's going to give you a spot. Right. You're going to have to fight for every single play, every workout, every lift, anything that you're going through. You're going to have to battle. You're going to have to compete. Like, it's a competitive sport. So, I know, like, with that situation, like, I know he wanted to just play. Like, he's competitive. So, him- but it's tough.
0: It's it's tough. It's it's tough because you you got. I mean, it's a it's an unfair situation. Yeah. I mean, the thing about it is that if if Nick Saban had left, Jalen Hurts in that game, mm-hmm. they would not have won the national championship. Yeah, yeah. He had to make that switch. Yeah. Which was so unfair for Hurts, mm-hmm. because then you come in the next year and what do you do? Now you have a quarterback controversy. Yeah, I would play it, both of them, which exactly. they tried to do. Yeah, but
1: it, it didn't really it work out hard, like that. <laughs> you know.
0: So then it's like you know, what do you say? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a tough situation. Um, I think the best thing that could happen to Hurts was those two games that Tua got hurt, mm-hmm. and it allowed him to kind of get his feet. Yeah, back exactly. Because then know. he
1: showed what he like. He showed everybody he still really had it as a quarterback. Because like that, no, he qu-
0: never lost. He just had one bad team. Yeah, exactly. But he couldn't
1: exactly like the quarterback. Like you're the head of the, the mm-hmm. operation. Like. Everybody's gonna look up to you as that leader, so it's either gonna be Tua or Jalen. And Jalen, he had a great attitude from what it looked like throughout the whole situation. And it was like you said, like Tua just had a better day that day when they won the ship right. and they beat Georgia. But it's
0: like, well, they had he had a good attitude because I think he, you know, he it's his his upbringing. He's mm-hmm. he's an, again another humble kid, right? Good family right. type, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. So I think that showed. Um, He's very level-headed, so I I think he knew his time was coming, and he was just biding his time to show himself. And now he's with Oklahoma, which Mm, is gonna go to that system. He'll be able to showcase a different type of talent. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think it all that worked out for him. Mm -hmm. But for some, it just doesn't work out. Yeah, Um, you know, and, and we have a lot of athletes that you know, that I and you know, you know, of that come up in high school and they, you know, they go on ball and they get to college and like you said, the schedule or whatever, life kind of kicks them in the tail. Exactly. And so they go to a school and then it's like, you know what, this ain't for me, maybe let's go somewhere else. It's going to humble them a little bit. It's got to.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like you you always need those type of uh, humble situations, I guess you can call it, um, just so you can find who you are as a person and as a player, but... Just to go back, like, to the transfer uh, situation, Mm. I was going to say, like, if if you could really, if you have, if you find a better situation somewhere, I would say, and you want, if you're, like, competitive, you really want to play, I would say there's nothing wrong with at least, like, kind of just, like, finding everything out. As far as like what's gonna be going on with that next situation, as far as like the new school you'll go to, like will it be a better opportunity for you? And if it is, like if I feel like the transfer portal or whatever they want to call it, it's nothing really wrong with it. But I know like where a lot of people come from, where it's like you commit to a school for four years, you got to stay there for four years, even if somebody comes in and they're better than you, you got to compete. But at the same time, you got dudes who are competitive and they just want like I came here to play, like. I don't want to hear anything about the school stuff because they're trying to get to the league at the end of the day, and it's for the like they're trying to get that bag at the end of the day. Like that's really what it is. NFL, the new league, the AAF, and it's like now everybody's just trying to get to that new league. Now it's like that's really what the, the XFL goal is. Next yeah, year. exactly. Yeah. I better say they better bring that back, and it's just like. Even the even the NBA is like okay, you see a lot of college players or college basketball players transferring over to different schools and stuff like that. So it's just like I would say, definitely explore it.
0: Well, see, here's one of the things that 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 as a coach I see it one way. I, I see it well, I see it both ways. Mm-hmm. As a coach and a player, as a player, I see it. Hey, man, you you have an opportunity to go better yourself. Then go ahead. As a coach, I see it. Hey, you know, I gave you an opportunity. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm giving you a shot, too. Yeah. So come on and give me a shot. Right, right. Um, but at the same time, I understand that there's a performance value. Mm-hmm. And the performance value is every year my job as a coach is to replace you. Yeah. I hate to say I would
1: say, that's the coach's job, too. Yeah, like, my
0: job is to go find the <laughs> next best. Mm-hmm. So your job is to stay there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we all have a job to do. Um, so, so you think
1: it's better? Do you think it's better to stay, or do you think they should explore it, too? Well,
0: and yeah. I think in certain instances, like, for instance, with – Jalen Hurts. I mean, I think you have to look at situational. I, I look at that the same way as look at politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's either or. You got to do what's best for you yeah. and your household. Yeah, exactly. Okay, damn everybody else. Yeah, And this is my show, you can cuss on yeah. this, but damn everybody else. Yeah. Okay. I got to do what's best for me and 8574. Right. Because, you know what I'm saying? I can't be fighting the struggle. Some people can, and, I, and don't get me wrong for those people that are militant and they love the struggle and mm-hmm. all this, that's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but I have to make sure that le casa is straight right. first yeah, before yeah, I exactly. can go fight somebody else's fight. I'm de- I'm just being honest with me. Um, and that's just one of those things. So, you know, as long as you understand that in your life mm-hmm. going forward, mm-hmm. you know, just. Make sure your house is straight. Just do what's best for you and your house. And so if that you know, blue field is, is in your cards or whatever school is in your cards, just make sure it's in a position that you're going to come out better. Don't ever put yourself in a position where you're going to be you know yeah and it's tough to say sometimes well you don't know until you know right but right you know, <laughs> but in this situation where well, you get a chance to research you get a chance because remember when you came out of high school before you had your 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 opportunities and mm-hmm. you ended up where you were and so life is taking you in a different path now that you're getting a do-over almost yeah. you get a
1: chance to kind of you, you kind of like know how everything works you're not really mm-hmm. as naive because i would say like I always wanted to go D1. That's always like every high school's or every high school player's dream to go right. D1. And it was like, I had a couple opportunities, but it really wasn't the ones I wanted to do or wanted to go through with. So it was like, I just wanted to play college ball now at the end of the day. right? And it was like some opportunities could have been better than others, but now it's like you just said, like you know how everything works as far as the recruiting process. And then you got to find out what you really want. And like you said, like what opportunity will be best for you in the future? and what will better you. So definitely, I agree 100%. Yeah, it's just one of those
0: things. So we talked about the recruiting portal. We talked about, um, let's switch gears. Let's talk about the NFL a little bit. Let's okay. talk about the draft process, yeah. right? Um, you're a big NFL guy, Yeah. right? You like watching Who's your team?
1: Still, is Pittsburgh. We're going through it. <laughs> y'all are going, Definitely going it. Definitely going through it right now. Y'all are going through I don't even know what
0: to say about it. But it was our two best players
1: in one and season.
0: Well, you didn't have Le'Veon last year. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I, hopefully, we franchise tag him, but he's not trying to I go know through why? With that, so. why would, see, that's like a bad see, I girlfriend. I don't want to franchise don't tag him. Don't do that. Him. It's like yeah. a bad girlfriend. That's like, the, <laughs> that's
0: like the girl that you know. <laughs> don't do that. That's like the, that's like the girl that you know you ain't going to take the girl on your mama. Why Yeah, yeah. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. That's facts. I mean, but all right, so let's talk about the draft, right? So we've seen all these guys with these immaculate 40s. These guys are trained. These guys are track stars. I mean, they're kicking. You had a defensive line. Yeah, I, think I was about he ran to say, like, he ran a, like a, a 4, a four or 5. Yeah, I was like, what? It was crazy. He was 280 pounds. <laughs> yeah, Roy's moving. Come on, man. 280 pounds and you're running a 4 or 5. That's scary. You are
1: getting off that edge quick though,
0: like. <laughs> I hate put to on be on a ball it. carrier. Yeah. That's scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. So with all these guys running, does that translate all the time? And some guys are calm. like they talked about John Ross, right? right? Like yeah, he, he yeah, was yeah. such a combine.
1: He was a freak athlete. Like we were running like a forty. He ran the fastest forty. Ever. And it's like, there was like, he said something, he had like 15 catches for the last two seasons he's played. Yeah, he's
0: kind of bounced around a little bit. He's yeah. like, just kind of, you know. And it's like, you know, I don't never want to take away from those guys, like the, you know, the, the, I kind of put them in a the position, I say the speedsters, because they kind of have a role. Mm-hmm. And every football team needs one. Right. You know, the Deshaun right. Jacksons of the world, yeah. the, the field stretcher, the Ty- Tyreek Hills of the world. Yeah. The, Those are the field stretchers, Tavion Austin. Those guys are the field stretchers, you know, Mm -hmm. the quick guys. But you got to
1: be – you got to have some type of football, like, savvy too at the same time because, like, it's going to always be athletes. But if you don't have any, like, football savvy, if you're not, like, a a true – because, like, okay, you can be athletic. This is just my opinion. You can be athletic as much as you can. But if you don't know, like, what what the game is, like, you don't study the game, you're not a film – if you're not trying to find out what's better for you or how you can be the defender or how you can just win your assignment, basically, and you're not, like, dedicated to learning that, then you're really not going to kind of put yourself ahead of anybody. I feel like that. Like, that's what the Odell's do. That's what the Antonio Browns do because they work. Like, they work in the offseason. Oh, yeah. season. they definitely work. And that's why they're the best in the game. Even Julio, like, Julio, he's a freak athlete, but he knows, like, okay, I'm 6'4", 6'5", like, Okay, how am I gonna beat these dudes? Cause they're gonna try to beat me up at the line of scrimmage, and even for a jump ball or whatever, like I gotta go find how I'm, how where I want the ball. Matt Ryan, like I want the ball over here, my back shoulder. I want it over here, like right over top of his head. If it's right. like a five nine corner, five ten corner, like they just study the game. Right. I feel like, I mean, obviously, like you're in the NFL, like you're in the NFL for a reason. But I mean, some guys, they just, they might just go there for a couple
0: of years, hey. fall off. I mean, because it's tough. Yeah, I it, mean, is it stands tough. for not for long. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's exactly. tough. I mean, it's, that's why you look at those guys that have been there five, six, seven years. Yeah, and it's like, man, holy shenanigans. That's like,
1: not, like AB's been doing it for. Not to cut you off, he's been
0: doing it for six, seven years,
1: a thousand straight yards, or a thousand yards every year. Been the top receiver, and at least like rece- receptions, touchdowns, and yards. It's like you gotta keep that. I'm taking that over Big Ben. I'm sorry, like, I'm a Steelers fan. Like I'm taking Somebody that over Big Ben. Somebody has to throw ben. that ball. Cause that's the production that you want out of a player. That's a once in a lifetime generation. Somebody has to throw that ball. Somebody has to throw it. But if you if you find you got a Dwayne Haskins coming out, you got a Kyler Murray. The, obviously they're gonna go like a lot earlier. But it's like we have people who come out. We can drop for two of this like next year. I mean it's a lot of quarterbacks that's gonna come out. And we drafted a couple anyway, so it's like, I don't know. Yeah,
0: but was, you see, every time you draft a quarterback, it don't work out for we you. We got like
1: Dobbs, he, so we got Mason Rudolph right. from Oklahoma State, and it's like, I don't it's know. It's like those
0: guys said, you know, those guys, especially Mason Rudolph, they said, oh, he's the next big man. Exactly. But he, I don't know. So And so it, it, it's tough. You know, it's tough because you can be the man in college. It's yeah. just like that. Yeah. Again, <laughs> so you're going to the NFL, and then you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kyle Murray, of course, everybody's getting all this press about him. I'm scared for him, you know. And I said this on the last show. It's mm-hmm. like he's, you know, of course he's 5'10", yeah, 200 pounds. Yeah, so he's legitimate. But I'm just, I, I just think this is a big quarterbacks error. Mm-hmm. I think this is the era of the big yeah, quarterback, nah, the six definitely. fours, the six fives, yeah. the Cam Newtons. My, you know those right. type quarterbacks. I think, you know, everybody talk about his speed and this and that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And Michael Vick had speed. Yeah. they caught him, too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they caught him, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. was I would say, like, for Kyler, it was just, like, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, we've never really seen anything. Like, everybody says it. Like, we've never seen anything like him before because he is 5'10". I think it got me, like you said, like, two hundred, two ten 210 or whatever. But it's just, like, at the end of the day, we just got to see what he's going to do. Like, when you could say that league, is going to be a whole other ball game. Like, okay, the closest comparison you can really make is Baker. We came out of the same, same situation. System.
0: I think it's a system thing, and I'm scared yeah, about that, too. I
1: think it is, too, because, like, we're going to see what Jalen Hurts do next year, too. But it's just like – yeah. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
0: You no, know, I think it's a – I'm with you. I think it's a system thing. I'm, I'm trying to figure out this. Because he'll put, he'll put
1: up them numbers. Because he, he did it at Bama, but I he'll put up those numbers. Thing.
0: I I think, you know, the same thing with – you know, I've said it with other quarterbacks before. You get with certain offensive coordinators, and you'll see – certain types of numbers. Yeah. It's, you know, look at the Shanahan's, mm-hmm. look at the, that's why they want to go get this kid, uh, the uh, McVeigh, yeah. get everybody from yeah. this tree, mm-hmm. because that tree puts up points, mm-hmm. and everybody wants, they want Lincoln Riley, at, you know, you, they want him, they want Cliff Kingsbury, because they want to put up <laughs> yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, if he goes number one to Arizona, and they install that system for mm-hmm. him, yeah, I think it'll work. A yeah, definitely.
1: Bit. It'll it'll open up at least a lot more than what he could have done in like a a and offense. Like I mean, he's still kind of West Coast, but just like I don't know, like an under center type. Right, not a He as wouldn't much, really yeah. work there. Yeah.
0: Like I don't think he'd do well in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no. Nah, you know, he not wouldn't. Your he wouldn't because Big Ben
1: calls basically most of those plays. Yeah, like he's been doing not, it for a while. It's
0: not conducive. I think he's a system quarterback. So. I think if if he's not in the mm-hmm. system, it's gonna be tough for him. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that scares me. You know.
1: I think it's like fifty-fifty. Like he's a system quarterback, but like you can see like, okay, you can't take the speed away, like you can't coach speed, obviously. And it's just like I feel like that touch he has on the ball, like it's like he'll fling that thing and it'll oh. go like 50-60 yards. He's such a baseball player. He can, oh, like, he he can oh, like he can throw that thing. Like he went top it. ten in the MLB league as a what midfielder. So oh, it's he like he can he can, he can throw. Yeah, he so I, I think I think it's fifty fifty at the end of the day, like. But I, I I agree, like whether like the system play will come in or where somebody will call him a system player, just because like you've seen it for the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, and then, so well, I'm not saying again. I think he'll have similar success as Baker. Mm-hmm. I think he'll win five, six games, yeah, something like that, yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it'll he'll and give not, us, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, for he'll him. give us some excitement, exactly. or something like that. But I don't think he's going to take the you know uh, he's not going to. I don't expect him to be Russell Wilson and be in a Super Bowl by his third year. Yeah, you know I don't expect him to do that. Um, Shout out to Russell, local Richmond kid. Yes, sir. Um, but it's, it's. I think football now and being a Patriot fan, being on, you know, just, just that, I mean, just that globe the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, I remember when y'all was on top, mm-hmm. you know, and I was sitting there going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, and that's the, it's the run. Right. You know, I think our run is almost over. I think you think once, so? Yeah, I think once Brady retires... How many years do you think he got left? I mean, I think he can probably play two, three more, okay. the way the NFL is now. Mm-hmm. You touch him and there's a flag. So yeah. I think, <laughs> You know, the way the NFL is now, I think he could probably play two, three more. But I think that was our last one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's too much free agency and all this other stuff. For us to do it the way we've done it... They get be, players, though. Because people want to... People they get those want underrated winners. Players, yeah. No, people want winners, man. Mm-hmm. So, you, they do a great job in their scouting department mm-hmm. to identify the people that are winners. And so, they, you know, if you look at everybody on that roster, you look at some of the guys and you look at their college careers, like Edelman. Edelman was undersized quarterback yeah. on everything yeah. at Kent State. Exactly. You know, Philip Dorsett was mm-hmm. with the U. Yeah. Doing, you know what I mean? So we had, you know, Gronk was underrated yeah, he out was. of Arizona, mm-hmm. but he was, you know, he was, he big. was Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like we have those guys that can do the job. And so we also get those guys with the same mindset. And I think that era is almost up for us. And I think... I hope know, so. When Brady, I know. When Brady goes, <laughs> Bill goes. But I hope so. Um, I think, but... You know, it's it's just one of those things. It's just like it comes in waves. I remember when the Jets were on top.
1: Yeah. They had that little they had their little run. It was like Mark Sanchez and yeah, all that Rex all Ryan. Yeah, and all that little run. And yeah. then
0: you know, Buffalo was on top back in the day. They yeah. were four straight Super like, Bowls.
1: Pff, I can't believe that. I yeah. was before my time, I was like Yeah. I watched the uh, documentaries on those and it was like missed the field goal against the Giants, all that stuff. I four was straight
0: like, Super Bowls. They were on top and they yeah. were in my division. So. Yeah. You know, so now that I have a chance to gloat a little bit, you know, yeah. I, I take my time to gloat. <laughs> no, nah, I, I understand bit. it. I understand but, it. But, you know, so in in kind of wrapping this up for us, tell us what you think of the state of sports here in Richmond. And we're talking professional sports mm-hmm. or the lack thereof. Yeah. Um. Tell us how you feel about seeing just the commonwealth of Virginia in sports professionally. Right. Because we know there's athletes, there's ballers, there's high schools. We know there's colleges. Yeah. We have, you know, UVA, Norfolk State, you know, we can – 30 colleges in the state of Virginia. Yeah, exactly. Right? But we have two professional teams. And both of them happen to be baseball with the Hampton Roads, mm-hmm. Tides. The tie, yeah. I say a lot and of people then, go to that game or those then, games. Because there's nothing else, right? And then you have the squirrels here in Richmond, right? But there's there's nothing else. Yeah, (laughs) um,
1: I I probably say, like, see, I don't know exactly how, like, what the city is trying to do as far as like if they if they can bring that type of team in, because will we be considered a small market or a big market? And it's just like, like, what would people want? Like, would they want football? Would they want? You got to kind of like adjust it to the demographic and. I mean, a lot of people still like baseball. That's why you got a lot of uh, DC fans, like national fans. Um, you got a lot of Redskins fans, but like if we could bring something just like, even like a G League team or something, like obviously it would be the same thing as like the the squirrels and the tie, but it's just like, I don't know, just kind of work your way into finding something which everybody in Richmond would like. Cause I mean, a lot of people like football, a lot of people like basketball, as far as like the NBA, they're definitely like getting the most numbers as far as views and stuff like that. I mean, you're still gonna have your football fans too, and it's just like, what would be easier to bring in as far as like a city and everything? Where would like they that? play?
0: There's no facilities Yeah, I was gonna say Richmond you can't, Arena. you can't, you can't put them in the coliseum. Put them in the coliseum. You can't. We don't. We we try to do hockey. Right. And they don't. You know. It's, I think down the seven five they have. You know more you know, with the with the the Ted Constance Arena. Yeah. Um, you still have the scope and the Coliseum yeah. down there, so mm-hmm. you have more of a venue. But you know it's tough. You know, being it a is. Richmond kid, you know, wouldn't you like to see some professional sports come in besides the Redskins right, doing their exactly. little training camp? Exactly. You
1: know? It's like it's yeah, it has to be something more than that. I mean, it's a nice it's a nice attraction, like a summer thing to go to if you want to go to it, and it like brings the families out and stuff like that. But it's just like like you said, like I mean, even like the uh, they're not the Richmond Raiders anymore, but the Rough Riders. The rough Riders, they're yeah, gone. Like, it's just like they gotta, we gotta have something that's stable that'll keep people coming in and that'll want more. Like, that's a, another thing, too. You bring something in, you gotta have people wanting more each and every day just because, like, that's what people want and that's what people gravitate towards. But we
0: talked about in my last show, we talked about how, you know, even with the squirrels being here, mm-hmm. um, and I remember when they were the Braves yeah. back before. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember that.
0: You know, it's it's never hard to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, and I lived in D.C. I lived in a couple other municipal cities that had larger sports teams, but since I've been here in the capital city, it's like whatever's going on, I can just go get a ticket. Right. And you shouldn't be able to do exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. Should not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You should be. You should have to struggle the day of the game to go get a ticket. I can just walk up to the day of the game and find. Just give me a ticket. Yeah. You know? And so, it's just like there's no overall support you know for professional sports here in Richmond and me not being a Richmonder you know I like to ask that question those people that are here like mm. you know why right let's get something going yeah. you know I want to go to a game <laughs> i think if
1: anything it could be it should be basketball just because like it's indoors i mean like, like, I, like, this is my opinion. Basketball can like bring in everybody. You, like you see, like, okay, if you're out in L.A., you see all the entertainers and stuff go to the uh, Lakers games and stuff like that, just because like, it's a great venue to go to. Like, You can bring a family there. You can bring a date there. You can bring whoever there. You can yeah. go out with your boys, go out with your girls, do whatever. And then you have, like, you're in the city of Richmond. There's so many different attractions you can go to. So it's just like, I feel like basketball would be a, a cool thing. To just bring into the city as far as like the attraction. And then the sport itself is exciting too. It's fast paced. You wouldn't have to just sit there and watch like football or baseball, which is kind of prolonged.
0: All right.
1: To some people, like some people who watch the Super Bowl, they're not going to like sit there and watch the Rams Patriots because it was a defensive game. All right. And a basketball game, if you have somebody like even half the. I guess the amount of the Warriors right. level or whatever you want to call it, like they'll sit there and watch that game because they'll think it's exciting. Yeah, and they'll have exactly. a lot of
0: opportunities to cheer. Exactly. See, this has been one of those conversations, Marcus. I'm glad I had a chance to 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 be with you because I know you know not only have I known you for a long time, but you know you also have a podcast. So talk about your ability to to do your podcast and where you see your podcast going as well. Yes, sir. So.
1: Um, started off a podcast about a couple months ago, um, but just kind of building it off of SoundCloud right now, but looking to work our way towards YouTube and uh, the different podcast sites that we have right now, like Spotify, um, Apple, or iTunes is where they put it on now, but they even have their own Apple Podcast app now, so just looking to push towards that, um, looking to see if any guests want to come on, usually just talking sports for about... 30 to 45 minutes, just getting people's opinions. And it doesn't really run too long, just about a weekly show. Um, And if I can get it in a couple more days in between that, I'll do that too. But um, this is like a really a lot of fun, exciting stuff laid back. Um, And just kind of showing what you have as far as like your skill set of talking sports. Um, But like I said, it's really laid back. And even if people want to come on and just share their own story, as far as like Richmonders, People in this area, people in the 757 area just doing different stuff like that. So, um, it's a really fun podcast. I would like to have a lot of people on. So, if they ever want to come on, um, if you ever want to come on, it's, it's on SoundCloud. Just look me up. It's Marcus Ricks. Um, and you'll see like a Muhammad Ali header on there. Um, and over me standing over Joe Frazier. So, that was cool. And then, um, like I said, we're working to put it on YouTube too. Right. So, I'll definitely have that out soon.
0: No problem, man. Well, I'd love to, to to be in on our show. Of course, right? On Sunday nights, if you guys want to get in on the action, you can call us here live in the studio at 804-402-2893. Again, that's 804-402-2893. If you want to get in on the action, we are found at LegacyInternetRadio.com, where independence is the key to building your legacy. And that's where we can be found every Sunday night from 830 to 1030 live on the hot seat with the coach. Marcus, this has been fun, man. This has been fun. So listen, I know, I I know, I want to be respectful of your time. You want spring break, you know. (laughs) I don't want to take up all of your time, (laughs) you know. I do appreciate you, you know, coming out and chatting with me. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys in Legacy Internet Land, if you guys don't know who Marcus Ricks is, listen to this interview, find out more about this young man. Tell the people where you can be found.
1: Yeah, uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at uh, r1cks underscore. Um, It's pretty easy there, and then if you just look up uh, my underscore or my name on Twitter, it's uh, Nico Cheeks underscore. This is my 2K 2K, uh, player name, so I've been going with that for a while now. Ever since I was in middle school, yeah. Nah, he's not some cheeks. (laughs) Not some cheeks. You may get some cheeks, but he, he is. He's not some cheeks. So, yeah, find me on Twitter on there, and Instagram, R1CKS underscore, so. Um, yeah, that's pretty much that's what I'm it at. is. Yes, sir.
0: That's what it is. Listen, guys, we are live on the hot seat with the coach every Sunday night from six from I'm sorry from eight thirty to ten thirty, and you can also see me on TWI after dark from six to eight p.m. Yes, sir. A little show. break in between. Great show. We are dominating the airways on Sunday nights. This is Legacy Internet Radio. You are on the hot seat with the coach, where I had Marcus Ricks. Stay tuned. You're gonna hear more of him and some other stuff in the future, and we'll definitely like to have you back one day. Yes, sir. Um, soon. So you have me on your show, and then I'm one up on you. Yes, sir. There you go. You're right. next. Thank you,
1: coach. Appreciate
0: it. Yeah, man. This is always fun. Uh, anybody, if you want to get in on the conversation again, you can find us exclusively at www.legacyinternetradio.com, or you can find me on my social media at on the hot seat on IG or my time. 1894 on IG Or you can see me at Sean Mears on Facebook Again, you're on, the, you're on the Hot seat with the coach This is my outro I am your coach Mears And I am your hero Find me every week Every Sunday night 68, Marcus, tell the people goodbye
1: Yes sir, see y'all later